Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I really know. You pass up on Drake and J. Cole, two of the biggest people in this generation of hip-hop music. What's good? What's going on? Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this. This is another episode of DX Daily, your favorite podcast. The podcast brought to you by the good people at Hip Hop DX. This is the place where you get updated on all of the latest news in hip-hop music culture. And I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub. It's Tuesday, and the shenanigans are starting early this week, man. The game is on the latest episode of Drink Champs, and they put out a little promo clip, and in that clip, he is saying that Kanye West did more for him in two weeks than Dr. Dre did his entire career. So you already know this episode is about to be crazy. Then we got Jim Jones. He revealed that he passed up on signing Drake, of all people. Ooh, talk about a big mistake. And then lastly, we have Megan Thee Stallion, who just announced her first ever virtual reality tour. So a couple things to get to. But first, please make sure you follow the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us. Thank you. We appreciate the love and support. Now let's jump into it. Okay, so let's start off with the game because, you know, anytime we mention the game in one of these headlines, the shenanigans are not far after. The drama, the spiciness is not far after whenever we talk about the game up here. So in his latest exploit, he sat down with Nori and DJ EFN for an episode of Drink Champs. Now, the episode is not officially out yet. But the clips have already been going viral because the game has been making some pretty bold statements in this interview. Yeah, um, according to the clip, he talks a lot in this podcast episode. But the main part of this is where he is talking about, um, you know, kind of giving Kanye West his props and saying that he did more for the game's career than him being under Dr. Dre and G-Unit and things like that. So that's a pretty big claim. The game, I know I'm not you, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that that's not a fact. <laughs> that's not true. I don't, right. I am not the game himself, obviously. So, you know, he's going to have his own opinion on that. But I'm here to tell you the game. You're wrong. You're not right. You can't make Doctor's Advocate the album and Doctor's Advocate the song and say that this man, Dr. Dre, didn't do enough for you or didn't do more for you than Kanye West. Like, I don't know. I just don't buy that. But I thought it was a good um, attention-grabbing attention grabbing statement to get people to watch the interview, for sure. As a matter of fact, let's hear what he said. Exactly. I'm kicked out the group. Well, guess what? You don't fucking kick me out of the group. I'm the G and G unit. What you mean? That was clever. 
fans be like, yo, we need game on it. We do this. You drink that, I drink this bottle, bro. He's threatening to drink a whole bottle of Class A Azul, just so you know. Bro, I call fades behind that. Like, nigga, taking Crips on a blood, on a tour while I'm a blood. Nigga, what do you mean? My old homies. I lost half of the game like that. It's crazy that Ye did more for me in the last two weeks than Drake did for me my whole career. And then he finishes it up by (laughs) finishing off the bottle of Class A Asshole. So that just lets you know the top of time the game was on. They covered a variety of subjects, but at the end, that was the really, the statement that we're talking about, where he said Kanye did more for him in two weeks than Dre did his entire career. Now, what I will say is he said the last two weeks. So that means around the time that the interview was shot. So maybe Kanye and Game have something new going on right now post Mm. um, the easy record that they recently did together. And that was Game's highest charting um, single in like 10 years or something like that, I read. So, I mean, obviously Kanye is doing a lot for the game right now. And Kanye produced for um, on the documentary, I think it was, back then. So Kanye has done monumental things for the game. I'm not disagreeing with that fact. But with Dr. Dre actually, you know, bringing the game in and putting him with 50 Cent and making the whole G-Unit situation happen and then 50 in the game doing Hate It or Love It and all these other collabs and all of that. This is how we do all of that. Like you cannot erase Dre's contributions or minimize Dre's contributions and say that Kanye's done more for the game at this point. Like that doesn't add up to me, to me. Yeah. My thing is, is like he finishes this whole bottle of a soul on the interview. So is he really <laughs> speaking like these sober thoughts or is he just exaggerating with it? I can't tell with the liquor in the system. But. Yeah. Now, the, the game is a theatrical guy, though, in general. So I, I'm not going to take it 100% literally when he says that because I know he, he likes to be pretty dramatic. So maybe it yeah. was the classic Azul talking. Maybe it was just the fact that the game and Kanye have had a bit of a – um have had a bit of some chemistry lately um, as far as making the new record easy and other whatever else they got planned or whatever else they're working on. I know he said um, he was helping Kanye with the Down to Two album um, I also uh, before it came out. And then I also know that he said he's working on his album. So maybe Kanye's doing some stuff on that, which would be exciting if it's true. But, um, but yeah, the Kanye versus Dr. Dre comparisons. I don't know about that one, the game. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either because he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Dr. Dre and them. But, I mean, he had his little moment where he wasn't really doing major things. And then I think Kanye just kind of put him back up in the spotlight. So, yeah. like, that's normal. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see what's up with this new music because he said he's working on the new album. So, we're going to be expecting another single soon, um, something with just the game or the game and somebody else. We'll see. But, yeah, that's the situation right now. I will say, though, I will. I am going to watch this Drink Champs interview. I um, I don't usually flock to the game interviews because I feel like there's a lot of um, embellishments. There's often a lot of inflammatory statements in the interviews. Like, I, I try to stay away from the drama of it. But, I don't know, this one looks pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. From the, from the clip. He was talking about, you know, catching fades from taking Crips on tour from his blood homies, uh, having to fight them, like all this other type of stuff. So I don't know. It sounded a little interesting, even if a game might be putting a little extra game sauce on it. But 
I will definitely be checking out this Drink Champs episode. Yeah, the promo did sound lit, so I'll probably check it out too. And I don't usually watch them either, but I'll watch this one. For sure. All right, now let's talk about Jim Jones because this was just another outrageous fact that I learned recently, which was that Jim Jones passed up on signing Drake, like the Drake, Aubrey Drake Graham. Jim Jones had the opportunity to sign him and didn't do it. Yeah, in this recent interview, he's talking about... um how I guess Drake came across his radar and the main reason why Jim Jones didn't want to sign him was because he looked at Drake as just the kid in the wheelchair on that Disney show. But of course, you know, it's Degrassi. First of all, Jim Jones's jokes for saying, for saying that he was on Disney channel. Like, right. That is hilarious. Okay. So let's hear this story in Jim Jones's exact words. Did Drake ever run across your desk or no? Drake definitely ran across my desk. Wait, Drake, you had a chance to sign Drake? Yeah, I got a call from Alan Grumblatt. I think I was on tour. Mm -hmm. Alan was like, I got this guy named Drake. Uh, He's an actor. He's on the grass. Like, Like, who the fuck is Drake in the grass? He let me hear him rapping like this boy could rap ass over. Then I looked at him, I'm like, boy, what do you mean? What am I going to do with boy? He's an actor. He's in a wheelchair on like a, 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 what is it, Disney Channel? Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, this is not, I don't know how to make this work out. Right. Once again, I just wasn't seeing past what I seen in front of me and shit like that. And Weezy was smart enough to, to, to do so. You dig? And I remember being on another tour and in the back of the bus and hearing um, Weezy and Drake rapping and Drake saying something about Princess Diana. And it's going crazy. And I was like, wow. Life is crazy. This nigga is dead, nasty. Fuck what he looks like. Did Drake ever <laughs> Wow, man. Talk about passing up a golden opportunity. Mm. I know I know Jim Jones. I know Jim Jones be looking at Drake today like, dang, yo, I could have been a, I could have been up 500 mil by now, probably eating off Drake. I know, but could you imagine like I wonder how Drake would have been if he like kind of went under the dip set or Jim Jones thing instead of like young money. Mm. cash money type thing like imagine that one that's unimaginable honestly like i can't even see that drake mm-hmm. running with the whole with everybody from new york <sighs> yeah <laughs> i don't know man i don't know if things would have panned out the same that's crazy though to think that that happened that that's happens with a lot of artists too honestly like people would just pass up some of the um like most the labels with some of the most prolific artists will pass up on certain people. And you'll be like, dang, they passed up over you. Like I remember um, Nipsey Hussle had a song like that, where he was talking about all of the labels that passed up on him. Um, a lot of different artists have that, that same story. So that's interesting to hear that Jim Jones passed up on Drake. I wonder who else passed up on him. Yeah. I wonder too. Cause it, it seems like, you know, people were shopping Drake around and like trying to like land him a deal. So um that is interesting to think it goes to show you that like you know just because somebody tells you no don't mean it's the end of the world it's just like it wasn't right and so somebody's gonna give you your yes a little motivational moment but I could only imagine how people are feeling now passing up on Drake him being one of the biggest celebs in the world now like that's crazy right yeah no that that is some real motivation right there too and then Jim Jones also allegedly passed up on J. Cole so I don't know if Jim Jones's (laughs) foresight is the greatest here I really know. If you pass up on Drake and J. Cole, two of the biggest people in this generation of hip-hop music, that's ooh, that's a little wild, Jeff Jones. He might have to recalibrate. 
his eye for talent. Yeah, he was also saying that J. Cole sounded too much like Drake, which is also interesting because that could have been his second chance to <laughs> get Drake if right. he didn't get him the first time. Right. I don't even recall J. Cole ever sounding like Drake, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, Jim Jones. You gotta you gotta atone for this and, and bring us a new artist that we never heard of before and just blow him up. Yeah, something. Something. Speaking of artists blowing up, let's talk about Megan Thee Stallion. So, you know, she's been going through a lot lately. Legal battles, parents dying, deaths in the family, all of this, all of these things Megan Thee Stallion has been going through. But she continues to persevere. Now she has a new venture coming. And this time she's going to be doing a virtual reality tour. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. She's teaming up with this uh, company called Amaze VR. And it's going to be called the Enter the Hottieverse. And it's the first ever 10-city 10, 10 virtual reality concert tour that's going to be playing in select theaters beginning in April. So you'll go to the selected movie theaters and they give you a headset and you can see Megan arrive in the virtual universe and perform four songs right in front of you. I like the ingenuity of it. I like the ingenuity of it. It's a dope idea. It's creative. It's not labor intensive. Like all you have to do is shoot for this. So she can do this performance or whatever the setup is going to be for this show. She does it one time and then you're able to capitalize off of that in 10 different markets. That's actually a great idea. Um, I think there would be more buzz about this or more talk about this. Um, if it was somebody like Kanye doing it, like people would be calling this the biggest thing in the world. But since it's Megan Thee Stallion or since it's uh, an artist that, you know, isn't held in that same regard yet, um, I think it's not getting as much buzz as it should, but I think it's a dope idea. And if she executes this well, people will follow. People will follow. So let's let's make sure we give her her credit for doing it first once people hop on this, if it really does go well. Because, I mean, there's been other virtual concerts before. Like, I know, um, was it Young Thug who did one in Fortnite? No, it was Travis Scott who did one in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of other artists have done it in Fortnite. But I don't think it's been to this extent. Like, where you go in the theater and you actually get that virtual feel for it. Like, you look like you're really there as opposed to just looking at the screen regular 2D. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I think a lot of people would go to this because... It is different. It is unique. And I think a lot of people like to be the first one to try something or the first one to talk about something or experience something. So I think it's going to I think it's going to go well. Um, I feel like a lot of the women probably go see it, um, whereas Travis Scott had like the teenage boys or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of women would pull up to see this. Right. I, I think so. I think so. I think they would. And um, I know there's been a lot of talk going on lately, uh, the debate about whether or not Megan Thee Stallion is a superstar. I know Joe Budden had like social media debating that <laughs> for a while. And um, I think there's a debate to be had there about whether or not she is one. Um, I think it came out a mighty opportune time, a mighty uh, convenient time with everything that's going on with the legal case and everybody already dogpiling on Megan about that. So I thought it was an interesting time to bring up that debate topic, but I definitely think that this will, um, this will show like, all right, does she have that superstar potential? Does she have the potential to bring people out to go virtually see her? Like not go to a concert. We know she could fill up a concert. We've seen her do it here in this market a few different times. So we know that she can get people to come to a concert, but can she get people to come to a virtual showing in a movie theater where she's not even really going to be physically present? That will give her points either to, yeah, 
she has that superstar potential. She can bring people out. Or if it doesn't pan out, maybe, then it might go to Joe Budden's point of she might not be there yet. Oh, yeah, that's a valid point because, like like we said earlier, you know, she's not actually having to go through the labor of being in these cities. So it is really just based off, do people want to see a Megan Thee Stallion in VR type of thing? Because I feel like people will do it for Drake. People will do it for Kanye easily. So can Megan be at that list? So we're going to see with this one. Yeah, we're going to see. I think it's a... a a great idea. I think it's an innovative idea. I think she's showing real ingenuity by um, th- even thinking to do this and even attempting to do this. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see how it pans out. I'll I'd support it. I'll go do it if there's a um, showing in this city. I go to it. Yeah, maybe uh, South Point in Durham movie theater. We'll yeah. put it on like they did uh, Donda too. So. Yeah, we might have to pull up on that one. A little DX Daily <laughs> excursion. Yeah. All right, that's a good note to end it on today. That is gonna conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Hip Hop DX. And also be sure to follow us on all of our socials like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is also Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can also follow us. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything too. And we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.